Shalom, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Torah Awakeness Podcast. And as always, it's a pleasure to sit down and get into the Word of God with you. And so I know this is totally unexpected, but what I wanted to do was a, um, since I got my website up and running, um, I wanted to take the time and do something I hadn't done in a long time, which was a table talk. Um, and before I even get into that, I do want to say that, you know, the, the Toro Awakenings website is up, it's running. Um, you can look at the bottom of this link um, for this episode or for the show as a whole. And you'll find um, my webpage information where you can go if you haven't gone already and you can um, see the, the, all, all the content that I've released. Uh, you can leave comments, you can subscribe to the page, you can personally reach out and contact me you can leave reviews and i've even added a um a tab where i have blogs at so i had another page where i was doing blogs and so what i wanted to do was bring those over into this website so now there's everything centrally located so that now when you go to my website you have access to everything you don't have to go from this website to that website so it's a lot more convenient and it even has a link to my um twitter account that i made for tour awakening so that i can also be reached there and so, like I said, I'm really excited about the blog aspect, you know, because of the fact that, again, I've written quite a few things over the years and I brought those over. So now that you can go back and you can kind of see some of those. And so I'm just really excited about the the direction that Torah Awakenings is going. And so um, getting back to this, I hadn't done a table talk in a, in a good while. And a table talk, for those of you that are relatively new, is just it's kind of a unscripted in the sense that. Um, usually when I sit down and I do a, um, an episode, something that I've studied on and I've read scriptures and, you know, took notes and everything and put together and present and everything like that, you know, as a, as a teaching with all my resources together. But a table talk is pretty much basically it's from the head. I mean, I've done table talks. There's been times that I would take my son to practice and I would feel inspired to do, um, a table talk, you know, when I would just take my phone out, hit record, and I would just float with what was in my heart. Um, there's been times that, and it's funny, I've said this before, that sometimes the way Jehovah deals with me, I can be in my car by myself, and all of a sudden, a subject will pop in my head, and he would just tell me, okay, um, address this. And I would just begin to float in it, begin to as if I'm doing an episode when I'm really not, you know what I'm saying? And that's kind of what inspired me to do the table talks when he would put something in my spirit and tell me to address it. I'm like, you know what, let me just, you know, hit the record button and just go and just trust God that whatever comes out is what he wants to come out. And so that's pretty much the heart of the table talk. And so this week's table talk, um, I titled it, um, a different kind of darkness. And, um, I guess I, I get more into that. Uh, so here's the thing with 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 um, the inspiration behind this one is because of the where we're at in this week's Torah portion. And for those of you that are new to this podcast, the Torah portion, um, basically what I've been doing on a weekly basis, um, which is where. Uh, the Torah has been broken down. The Torah is the first five books of Moses, you know, and it's broken down so that there's a segment that you read every week until you get to the end of the year. And by the time you get to the end of the year, you have successfully read the entire Torah. 
And so on the Sabbath, whatever that Torah portion is, you know, somebody would get up and they would do a summarization of what that Torah portion was about. Um, they might talk about what they got out of it or just kind of might elaborate or teaching on it. You know what I'm saying? And so ultimately what's going on is that as a body, we are collectively getting into the word. We are understanding. We're studying the word together and getting different people's perspectives on what they got out of. So it's really phenomenal. Um, and it's not a strange concept because um, even in the days that Yeshua walked the earth and he was doing his earthly ministry, even he, you know, did the. Um, the Torah portion. Now, if you remember, um, there were times where he'd be in the synagogue and the rabbi would say, hey, do you have any work? You know, do, would you like to stand up and would you like to, you know, and he would come up and he would take the scroll and he would begin to read. And it's interesting that, like I said, the, the Torah portions are set apart, you know, set up. And the way they're set up every year is done the exact same way. The days might be, the days of the month might be different, but the format, you know, for the first one, the second, it's always the exact same thing. And in addition to having a Torah portion, they have what's called a Haftarah. Haftarah is um, from, whereas Torah is from um, Genesis to Deuteronomy, the Haftarah would be uh, from Joshua all the way to, if you're reading the traditional Bible, to um, Malachi, if you're reading the he the the Jewish Bible, then it would be um, Joshua to Second uh, Chronicles, and so those are scripted and set out, you know, for you know the same way that the the Torah portion is. And so, interestingly enough, at the time that Yeshua was in this the synagogue and he he got the Torah scroll, he didn't go and just randomly find Isaiah, but it was that week for that Torah portion to be read. And so, I mean, for that Haftarah to be read. And so he just opened it up and elaborated and said, this day, this scripture fulfilled in your ears. And I just thought, wow, the timing was just phenomenal that as he's beginning to start his ministry, it's a Shabbat. He's in the synagogue. It's the time for this Haftarah reading. He gets up and he reads it. And I was just really amazed by that. But all that to say, that's kind of what this is all about. And so, this week, in this week's Torah, Torah portion, um, something stood out to me. Um, we're, we're in the book of Exodus and we just got finished. Uh, matter of fact, last week, you know, I did the Torah portion uh, um, in my church. And um, something that, that I read there, I saw again here and it really caught my attention. And so I think one of the greatest things for me in learning to read Hebrew is that when I read the scripture, sometimes I feel inspired to sit back and say, you know what, let me read this again in the Hebrew and look at the different words that were being, you know, said and see if what I if I get anything different from looking at it in the Hebrew. And what I found is that in many cases, there are times that there are some things that are left unsaid in the English. And so when you read the Bible in the English, what happens is that we are forced to rely on the interpretation of the trend of the, the, the scriptural uh, translator. And we're under, we're under the assumption that he's used the best word to translate what's being conveyed. But I found that in reading the Hebrew, that's not always the case. Sometimes things are said and we don't realize there's even a difference. And so this was kind of one of those. And so last week in the Torah portion, you know, I talked about um, 
we 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 started off in the we were on the eighth plague and i talked about that and i talked about you know the plague of darkness that was the main one that i wanted to focus on you know and i talked about how um scientists you know um scholars historians um those who really aren't they don't really view the bible as being infallible you know they make it their personal business their mission in life to try to explain the miracles that Jehovah had done. And so what I like about the plague of darkness is that most of these scholars and these these people with PhD behind their name or in front of their name, they make it a point to say that was nothing but a mere eclipse. So the cool thing about an eclipse is this. If Israel, for example, <clears throat> if it was going to be eclipse over there, us over here in the United States, we're not necessarily going to see it. You know what I'm saying? But over there, they're seeing it. And it works that way. And vice versa, if it's here, we're going to see it. But them in Israel, they're not going to see it. That's how that's how an eclipse works. You know, now, if you're in the same location, it's impossible for an eclipse to happen. And the people here see it, but the people here doesn't see it. So let me let me elaborate a little better. So you have Egypt and on the outskirts of Egypt was Goshen. Goshen was the land where all the Hebrews lived at. Now, with this in mind, it's reasonably understood that they were in close proximity to one another. So if there was an eclipse in Egypt, right, the people in the outskirts of Egypt being Goshen should be impacted by the eclipse as well. Because there, it's not like Goshen is on the other end of the hemisphere. Okay. And so what happens is... <clears throat> When you try to say it was an eclipse, well, how do you eclipse this half the city, but this half the city isn't eclipsed? And so um, God told Moses to tell Pharaoh that so that you know that I'm God, it's going to be darkness in Egypt, but where the Hebrews are, it's going to be light. So that right there shuts down any argument about um, it being an eclipse because God specifically said, I'm going to do this. You're going to have darkness and the Hebrews are not going to have darkness. And so the cool thing about this is that in looking at this, um, and this is where the Hebrew comes in, because in the English it talks about, you know, it was, um, let, let's, let's look at, um, where is this, Hebrew, I mean, excuse me, in, uh, Exodus uh, 10 and 21, and it says, Jehovah says to Moshe, reach your hand toward the sky, and there will be a darkness over the land of Egypt, darkness so thick it could be felt, Okay, <clears throat> and so, yeah, it says so so thick it'd be fair. Let's see with King, because that's from the complete Jewish Bible. Let, let me look at um King James, see how King James, how he says this. Okay, yeah, so even King James says the same thing, so dark, a darkness which can be, which may be felt. So that's a pretty good um definition, but you still, when you read it, you know, you still don't, I don't know, you, it's, it's still something kind of lacking. And so... Uh, because I mean, in our mindset, when we look at the word darkness, you know, darkness is darkness. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's no light period, you know, that's darkness. But in the Hebrew, what I found is that you have two types of darkness. You have layil, which is the Hebrew word for dark, you know, darkness, you know, nighttime is layil. And then you have hoshech, which is another type of darkness. So what we're going to do is kind of discuss that, you know? Um, and so... Uh, there was a, a messianic 
Jewish um, website that I went to um, called MessianicRevolution.com. And I looked up because they had an article on this and I thought it was kind of interesting. And so that being the case, I wanted to kind of read some of what um, <clears throat> what they had to say about this. Um, let me see. Where can I find this at? Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So it says, by the way, Hoshech. Hoshech does not translate into the neutral opposite of daytime. That Hebrew word is layil, as we talked about, which simply means night or nighttime and is devoid of any spiritual significance. If um, It should also be noted that Hoshech is naturally what occurs when Yehovah's light is absent. So metaphorically speaking, think of, uh, well, I, I guess I'll leave it that, it, but it, it's emptiness basically okay and that's one of the things i talked about when i was doing my torah portion i was saying that hosheh is the absence of the presence of god you know and so this same word is we find the first time we see this word is in um genesis one uh in the creation aspect so let's look at genesis one and two and it says and the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the spirit of god moved upon the face of the waters so the word for darkness was Hoshech. So it was void of light, meaning that the presence of God had not been there. You know what I'm saying? So what I was saying when I talked about this is that the absence of the presence of God brings Hoshech. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's dark. It's void. It's, 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 it's really hard to explain. It is extremely hard to explain. But nonetheless, um, we understand that it was the world was chaotic. It was just, it was void of order, you know, because the presence of God brings order. Everything functions the way it's supposed to function. But before the presence of God appeared and began to hover, it was just void. It was just nothingness. It was just chaos. It was out of order. I mean, everything was just, nothing was in sync. Okay. And so this is the first time that we see it. So we don't see like, and then later on as the verse goes, because once he says, let there be light from that point on, you no longer see the word Hoshech, but you'll see Layil. So Hoshech was only in the beginning. Okay. And so I thought that was kind of interesting because you don't, it's not until you get until Hebrews uh, chapter 10 and 21 that you see it again. And that's talking about the plague of darkness, which I just read. It says again, and Jehovah said to Moshe, stretch out your hand towards heaven that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even darkness which may be felt. This is from um, the King James Version. Um, I'm going to go back to the CJB. That's my, my favorite. And so, again, I sat back and I was reading and I was thinking about that. And I was like, wow, so this is that same darkness that was in the beginning. So it's a totally different kind of darkness. And I don't believe that based on the context, I don't believe it's something that we are accustomed to ever feeling because this was the type of chaotic darkness in the beginning. And it was the same chaotic darkness that he presented on Egypt because he began to move his presence completely away from Egypt, his countenance, his face, Everything, his essence had been removed and this brought Layil. And I believe that if Yehovah was to remove his presence from the earth as a whole, we would be back into a state of like uh, of Hoshech because of the fact that his presence is, is gone. So hope is, is hopelessness, is chaos, is nothingness. 
you know, um, because of the fact that there, I mean, it, it's, it's void of his presence. That's the only way I can break it down. But anyway, today I was reading, um, and I, I've seen this so many times, but it never, it never really hit me until I was reading it today. So Egypt was pursuing after Israel and they were, you know, this is, uh, uh the parting of the red sea and all this kind of stuff with the sea of reeds and what ends up happening is um you know israel had the pillar of cloud that led them by day and the pillar of fire that led them by night and just even imagine that um this thing is so high that people that's all around are able to see this pillar of fire moving I mean, and I'm just trying to imagine, like, wow, you know, for that matter, go back to the plague of darkness. And one of the analogies that I used was that if you were living in a neighboring city from Egypt and you begin to look at Egypt when this happened to the left of Egypt is light and to the right of Egypt where Goshen is and on out is light. But in the center where Egypt is completely is just darkness for no reason. And you could see this like, what in the world? I mean, and I don't believe it's just the city, but I, I believe even the airspace, as you're looking up towards the sky, is just dark. The whole, you know, and um, so I kind of think about, you know, this, you know, they're going through the pillar of fire is leading them by night. And it's a great big pillar and people in the distance are seeing this fire just moving slowly as the people of Israel are being led by it. And so here we get to see that um and this is in um 14 and 20 we begin to see that um it says and it's stationed itself well let me go to 19 the next next the angel of god who was going ahead of the camp of israel moved away and went behind them and the column of cloud moved away from in front of them and stood behind them it stationed itself between the camp of egypt and the camp of israel there was a cloud of darkness here, but light by night there, so that one did not come near the other all night long. And so, again, as I was looking at this, so there's an a app that I use called Safaria. And the, 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 thing, the, the thing I like about Safaria is that, because it's, it's the Tanakh, it's the Old Testament, but on the top of the verse is written in Hebrew and below the verse is written in English. So I like that because of the fact that I can read the English. I usually read the English, but sometimes I've been inspired to look at the Hebrew and I read the Hebrew and match the words up and everything like that. So as I was doing it today, I look and I was like, wow, this time I saw ha hoshech and the ha, which is the eight sound, it in Hebrew is the. So ha hoshech is the darkness. You know, and I was looking at that and I was like, oh, my God, you know, and I was like, it's the same darkness that the plague of darkness brought It's the same darkness that was in the beginning. And I was just like really blown away because now I'm looking at it and I'm now you can understand why Egypt was pushed back. They 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 couldn't come any further because they were familiar with that darkness because they went three days of that. You know, and they're like, yo, if we, it's light right here, but if we go here, it's that darkness again. We are not about to go through that, you know? And so <laughs> just looking at that, I was just really blown away by that. And that's why I titled this a different type of darkness. Because again, when you read it, yeah, it says a darkness that can be felt and all this kind of stuff, but you really don't make the correlation between that 
the plague of darkness and the darkness that existed in the beginning before God said, let there be, you know what I'm saying? So the whole point behind this was that that chaotic darkness void of the presence of God was the same darkness that Egypt experienced for three full days. And then they were, um, uh, you know, they, it was placed in front of them once again, as they were trying to advance on Israel. And I was just really, I was blown away by it. I mean, it just really, it, you know, when, when I saw it, I was like, should I, I wonder if I should blog about this or, and I said, you know what? I haven't done a table talk in a while. Now I've been thinking about doing a table talk for a good while, but really hadn't had anything that I thought about, you know, to address. Plus I've been busy working on this website. So that kind of took a lot of my time as well, you know? Um, but I, I saw this today and I said, you know, this would be a good thing to do a table talk on because of the fact that it's like, again, it's, un, it's unscripted. It's just, you know, my analysis of something that I saw that really stood out to me and just really just, just blew me away. You know what I'm saying? Because again, I've just, I don't know. I was just like at a loss of words because I've read this countless times. I'm not, I mean, years I've read this and even since I've been walking as a Torah observant believer I've read this at least you know every year I read for the past five years I've read this and I never put the two and two together so I can only imagine how many of you might have read this over the years and everything like that and never put two and two together never reconnected these two darknesses with the darkness that was in um the beginning you know and so again it was just one of those things i said you know this is definitely something worth doing a table talk on and so i don't know that's pretty much all i have um like i said this was just really mind-blowing to me um i just i'm I'm just like wow I'm i'm just at a loss of words over this seeing this you know uh, these two um, words and whatnot. And so, again, I would definitely encourage you. Um, I know not Hebrew is not for everybody, but I would definitely encourage you to kind of dabble in it a little bit because you'd be just surprised at how much understanding that you get the way that the word begins to come alive to you. Because, again, just for me, just looking at this, I'm just like just blown away, like, wow, you know, because I've never seen this before. So just to think about, you know, this miracle that, this particular darkness, you know what I'm saying? God placed in front of them and, and it's the darkness from the beginning. And, you know, I like, again, I, I just never made that correlation before. I just thought, okay, it was just, you know, dark and, you know, really didn't think anything of it, you know, but when you look at it from this perspective, you're like, okay, wow, you know, it, it separated the two. So neither one of them, they, they couldn't come near Israel all night because of this, you know what I'm saying? And I was just like, wow, this is, I don't know. I'm just, if you can see my face now, my mind is just blown just thinking about this. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and cut this off. Um, I've also done, and I re- released another um, blog earlier today um, because I did that before I was doing my um, Torah, reading my Torah portion for the day. And so I would, I would encourage you to go and check that out. And again, you know, uh, leave a review, leave a, you know, a comment. If you want to reach out to me, I can be reached on my website under um um the link is under the uh the the message board 
Um, you can also on my webpage, there's a spot where it says reviews. Um, I can also be contacted from there. And there's also my personal Twitter there. So it says follow if you want to click that. If you're on Twitter, you click that follow button and everything and it'll pop up and take it to my page and everything. And you just go right there and you can subscribe there. So hope to see you guys again soon. Um, and I don't know, the weather's kind of crazy today. I, I know like in my state, you know, they shut the um, schools down and everything because it was ice, rain and all this kind of stuff. So if you're living in an area that is having that, um, I pray that you all staying safe, you know, staying warm and all this kind of good stuff. If you're not, hey, you're blessed because you're not dealing with the super cold. Anyway, um, I will see you guys all again uh, this weekend for Shabbat as we finish the um this week's Torah portion. You guys have a great week. Yevarecha Yehovah, Vaishmarecha, Yer Yehovah, Panavalecha, Pinicha, Yesa Yehovah, Panavalecha, Yesem Lecha, Shalom. Have a great week. God willing, I'll see you soon.